Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. I don't know where this episode is going today, but it's starting out great. Well, I was praying before this with Pete, and I might have prayed something that just told me, open one eye and see Pete's reaction to what you just said. And I looked, and Pete had his eyes half open with a look of like, oh, I don't know about this. I got a bad feeling about this. Which, ooh, 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 wait, wait. Oh, 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 man, which one is he? Which one is he? Okay, there he is. There he is. I had to remember. Feeling about this. Oh, there we go. Hmm. It's too light. I wish I could like pump that up, but I don't know how to pump that one up. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. There's dance, a way. Dance. Da- oh, sorry. I thought we were. Oh, do you have that one? Dance. Like I don't know. Well, I got it on my phone. I'm sure. Ooh, you know what's funny good. is okay. I listen to satellite radio when yeah. I'm in my car, and uh, Jane makes fun of me because I listen to a station called Utopia. It's like my favorite station. All it is is dance music from the what? 90s and early 2000s. So it's so it, rad. Oh, dude, it's it's all the, the crap you would have listened to if you went to a club yeah. in the 90s and the early 2000s. I love it. And she's yeah. like, I can't I can't believe you listen to this. You, you don't even go to clubs. I'm like, I know. I, know. I remember when I first found that out and I, we I found out on the podcast and what? that that, you know, remember we used to talk oh. about you. I got the power. Bam. 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 You know, Bam. that was Bam. your. Yeah, like dun, 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 that's dun. how I always picture you driving around in your car. CNC Music Factory, baby. CNC music Factory, yeah, playing that, <laughs> baby. So Dude, uh, funny. You... Okay, this came in the mail this week. I have to show this to you. Whoa! First, edi- first uh, issue wow. of Predator versus Wolverine. I literally just read it, and uh, what's funny to me is. I'm not really into comics, but I just kind of figured a couple of years ago, you know what? I'm going to get on some of these, you know, they're coming out with a new series. I'm just going to subscribe to it. 
collect them, you know, put them in the nice little packages, whatever, to keep mm-hmm. them all nice. And um, but this one was like the first one I've read in probably a year. All the rest of them, I literally I just stick them straight in the package. Don't even bother reading them right because I'm not in the comics. But yeah. I love Wolverine and I love Predator. Yeah, and it's Predator versus Wolverine. Like That's I'm like, how cool. can you go wrong with that, right? I should probably see Predator. Oh, I keep dude, meaning that to. still kills me that you haven't. So here's the thing, man. Okay, when I was growing up, I was not allowed to read comic books. Yeah. You know, because yeah, they're from the devil. Of course. The only comic book I was allowed to read, I kid you not, was a comic book about this uh uh army dude named Saul who has this dramatic uh, experience and he becomes Paul. <laughs> I kid you not, it was a modern day <laughs> Paul comic book. Are you serious? And I wouldn't read it. I was like, I do not want to read this. This is not that's what amazing. I want. So that was the only one I was allowed to read. I think that's I why I like that. the Marvel movies so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are just good films, right? I mean, they DC are good. can't make a dude. A what good. is wrong with DC? Dude, did you watch The Flash? It was like one of the worst movies yeah. I've I've ever seen. And yeah, no, made only barely watchable by the appearance of Michael Keaton. And you know, the, yes, the opening yes. scene where he needs his like calorie fix. And the the sandwich guy has taken a really long time. If they had just kept the movie like that, it would have been okay. I actually really thought that was amusing and good. And I'm like, okay, they got some of the humor down. All right, this is good. This is not feeling like DC so far. I give it three minutes. It was back to terrible DC movies. And I was like, okay, here we go. The CGI uh, literally, my my uh, daughter and my friend were watching, and we're all like, "Are they meaning to be this bad? Like, is this part of the the humor here? Like the CGI? Like how bad it is?" Mm. I don't think it was. It was just the worst CGI I've ever seen. I don't even remember the CGI. It was so bad, and yeah. maybe it's on my TV. It just looks like I have a nice TV. Maybe that's what it is, but it looked terrible. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, yesterday I saw the church planter formerly known as White Tyrone. He was out uh, here in the uh, Dallas area donning his pastel purple plaid suit, I might add, which I. It was really just the blazer. It wasn't the whole suit. It was just the blazer. I mean, Tyrone can pull off some. Some fashion. He's making some bold statements out there. Well, his name is Tyrone. So <laughs> the planner formerly known as White Tyrone. Yes. So um, so he was actually flying back to his home. So we <laughs> the only time he could get together was at five o'clock. He's like, I gotta be out by five thirty. So we got a half hour, right? So mm-hmm. I like uh I had to take Luke somewhere, so I dropped Luke off. I GPS my way to where we're going to meet. It's at a Starbucks and it's about 30 minutes away. So I give myself a half hour. I, like I told him, look, I can't meet you at four 30. I got to have Luke over here at four 30. I'll be there at five. So I get there and right before I get there. He calls and he goes, Hey, uh, do you want me to get you uh, anything? You know? Um, and I'm like, Oh yeah, just give me an iced tea. So, I get there, I walk in, I'm like, where the heck is he? 
he's literally nowhere in there. Mm. I'm like, okay, so maybe he wasn't there yet. Maybe he was still on his way. Oh no. So I call him and I go, Hey, uh, do you want me to get you something? Cause you're not here and I'm here. And he goes, what are you talking about? I'm right inside. Mm-mm. And you, what you got to understand is he sent me a pin, right? So like, oh. I knew I was at the right spot. He right. sent me the pin, right? He texted me the pin. So I'm like, dude, I'm in here. And he, he, he asked the barista. He's like, which Starbucks am I at? The guy gives him a totally different address. The problem oh, is no. it was only two miles away, but it's two miles in Dallas, Dallas rush hour yeah. traffic. Oh man. And so I'm like, I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to get over there. And I don't know where anything is. First of all, I don't know where anything is in Texas to begin with. Right. I really don't know where anything is in an area I've literally never been to in my life. And so he keeps texting me and I'm like needing my GPS. I'm like, dude, quit texting me. And then all of a sudden he calls me and then it like fills up the whole screen on my car. And I'm like, you know, decline because I need to see. Oh, the GPS. that's right. You like, get really. Yeah. I need yeah, to see I where I'm that. going. I have no idea where I'm going. Yeah. So it turns out it wasn't really Tyrone's fault. He had taken an Uber and his Uber driver went to the wrong Starbucks. Mm. And so it wasn't Tyrone's fault at all. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's the end of my stories. That's it. It's all formerly known as white Tyrone. <laughs> formerly known as white Tyrone. Man, I feel like this week has been it has been a power packed week, but nothing that would entertain or regale our audience on our podcast. So I will, I will refrain. What I have been doing though is working really hard on the um, character of God brother. We got, uh, we've got close to 70 people registered for that thing. Oh, um, yeah. What is it? Tell me, I don't even know what it is. It's uh, it's called Ancient Pathways, and it's um, a discipleship course. I know I'm I'm probably like the worst guy to advertise and promote this thing, but it's wait, we're wait. doing it. Is it? It's is it jump, jump school? school character. No, just joking. It's jump school. It's character of God. You want to okay. know something funny? You'll actually be really proud of me because what it actually is is it's it's our discipleship training. That is for core teams or any believer. Like when we started writing it, I'm like, you know, I don't even want to, you know, my philosophy years ago, I used to say, if you're not making disciples, I don't even want to look at you for church planning. If you're not evangelizing and making disciples, just where you're at, like forget church planning. Why would I even look at you to, to, to train, to plant churches? Like that would be the first thing I need to train you in. Um, Particularly if you read Church Plantology, cha-ching, uh, that book actually talks about discipleship as the core engine of planting. If you disciple, church planting will happen. If you church plant, discipleship will not necessarily happen. Or church start, maybe, I, you know, because mm. I make a difference there. And that is the crucial difference. So what we did is we said, let's do a year of discipleship training that literally is what Jesus trained the 12 to do in the Gospels. Once we do that, then we'll be we'll be ready. So what I imagine is going to happen is kind of like Rick Warren's philosophy, right? When he did his home studies, out of that leaders will emerge. This is for everyday believers who just want to learn how to grow in their character like Jesus, 
how to make disciples like Jesus, imitate me as I imitate Christ, then gather a few people, maybe disciple a few more together now, travel together, and then scatter on mission. So it's it's literally character, uh, discipleship, gathering, and scattering. Those are the four elements. Can I say, and it's only $29.99. There's more. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, see, you're so much better at this than me. (laughs) But here's a cool thing. I, uh, the first one's called, uh, ancient pathways. It's all pathways, discipleship pathways, gathering pathways, scattering pathways. So they're eight week cohorts. There's four wait, of them wait, in wait, the year. I would say it's disciple. Jump school pathways. Gather, no, just uh, no, I was just thinking, uh, uh <laughs> I didn't uh, hear jump school once. It should be discipleship, jump school <laughs> pathways. Jump. I mean, come on. Ancient jump schools, uh, yes. discipleship, jump schools, gathering, jump schools and scattering, jump schools. There you go. How's that? Now, now see, we're consistent. Now does that sound like the Peyton you know? That sounds like the Peyton I well, know and is going to confuse his audience for all of time. It's it's funny because we're actually kind of retiring jump school. We're actually putting that kind of like, hey, if I would train you today, I would Dude, do it so Dude, I have worked with you for like 12 years and you're <laughs> finally doing what I told you to do like 12 years ago. We're retiring it. It's it's going, but th- this is so superior. I'm actually training my core team using this right now. So um, the what it is, is it's subtitle Ancient Pathways, Discovering the g- Character of God to Transform Our Own. So if you want to have your character transform, you don't look at yourself. You look at Jesus. That's what discipleship is. You look at him, right? Uh, when Paul wanted to have his own character transform, he didn't look at himself. He looked at God and reinterpreted who God was. What was he doing those 11 years before he got church planning? He was relearning God. And I brought this up in um, in uh, Plantology, where I said, what did Cha-ching. Paul bring? Cha-ching! Thank you. I, I'm getting rusty. Um, I'm losing jump school. I'm losing the cha-ching. What's happening to this new improved patent? But here's here's a weird thing, right? Paul says, we all with unveiled faces reflect the glory of God in the face of Christ. So it, it, gazing intently into the face of Jesus, like Moses in the tent of meeting, Moses was transformed to become the most humble man on the face of the earth. That's what Paul's saying happens to us. When we gaze into the face of Jesus, we get transformed from glory to glory. That's the process. <clears throat> that's happening. So we don't look at ourselves. We look at him. And so uh, it, it's funny because to me, discipleship is more about character than gifting. And so that's where we start, right? We forget discipleship is about character. It's How about does someone sign like up for Jesus. this if they want to sign up for it? They go to uh, newbreedtraining.com slash ancient. Nice. I like it. So it should be cool. And if you guys, if you go in there and you can't afford it and you need a scholarship, just email us, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're there. And by now, by the time this comes out, I believe it will have already run. You can join late. As long as you join the, the afternoon, we'll give you recordings of what you missed. So I'm, I'm guessing it's going to have, you running. actually have a really cool, you have a name, your price. You're like, Hey, here's the suggested price, uh, name your price. And here's the minimum we'll accept. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it's taken from this guy named Pete Mitchell where he says people do need skin in the game. But, you know, 100%. but yeah. 
but we also realize like for us, we never want a mission to be dictated by money. Our thing is, hey, we know what we're called to do. We're on our mission. Money is a second. We need that. I, I keep a jar on top of my refrigerator and I put Holy money sleep. in that jar. I would like to put more money in that jar. And that's where you come in. But, you know, here, here's the thing. We we actually I have employees. I got to pay them. But we have trusted God and we know that this is part of how God has called us to just step out in faith. And so we're we're moving on with our mission, whether the money's there or not. That's just that's. Peyton Jones 101 as well, you know, like, hey, you know, what's my mission? Let's go do it. You know, money will follow that. So should we get into today's topic? All right, Scott, it's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to the meeting. I miss them. It's I so know. good to see them again. Well, <clears throat> today's topic is kind of it's hard to put in a title, but maybe <clears throat> maybe Pete, you'll be better at this than I am. Uh, for me, I would call maybe, it. Maybe uh, I, I'll be better well, than you. I would call it Jump School, the YouTube edition. But uh, maybe you can come up with something better. <clears throat> here's here's the reality. I know we've still been talking about COVID, and I know that people are like, "Dude, like, okay, right? Like, ministers are always trendy. Um, church planners kind of trendy too, but but in a way that's more missiological. I'm planting." And I still don't see that we're through the after effects of COVID. We're just not. It is constantly back in the media. The after effects. Well, they're trying to bring it back. They're trying to bring it back. But the after effects of all of the lockdowns, particularly, you know, I'm in California. It was worse here than than anywhere else. Right. Yeah. We we actually, I believe society collectively, again, I've said this many times, is tired, worn out, still a little bit lost, waiting for the the sort of, you know, Democles to fall again. Um, we, we all just know, like, here we go again. You know, it's coming back. So there's this weariness, right? It's kind of like a, a PTSD, like a trauma survivor. It's not so much the past trauma that you can't get past. It's it's the overwhelming anxiety that it's probably going to happen again, right? It's it's the waiting waiting for the next thing to to fall. So for me, I don't think everybody's through it, but I don't want to talk about the trauma of it today. I actually want to talk about the opportunity that it brought to the church. Um, in some ways, there was kind of like a swing and a miss. And in other ways, there was new superpowers that people discovered. For example, um. Many of the things that I believe God was trying to do, and we've talked about this, was to take the church outside and get the church to scatter. But being that the church is largely run by teachers and shepherds, the lesson that the church took from this was not how to better scatter. They were like, well, how do we gather now digitally, right? Because all the church knows how to do is gather, doesn't know how to scatter. And that was my other book, Reaching the Unreached, cha-ching, Becoming Raiders of the Lost Lost Art, was the art of scattering, right? That's what it actually was. How do we scatter on mission in the power of the Holy Spirit? Um, so when when I look By the at way, this, I, I will say this. I think that a lot more scattering has happened than a lot of people realize. And, and maybe yes. that's just because I come from, you know, such a blue state 
that has had so many people leave directly because of, of COVID. Yeah. Like, you know, I've said this before. <laughs> I think Gavin Newsom is the greatest governor California's ever had. Cause if it wasn't for him, Jamie would have never agreed to leave California. So I love that guy. I'm <laughs> like, a fan. I'm a, wouldn't vote for him, but I'm a fan, man. If only you wanted to move to Europe, you'd be like Gavin for president. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he becomes president, hey, who knows? We might scatter. And it is looking real good, Jamie. So, um, but like I, I think about uh, the people that I knew from my church, you know, our really good friends moved to Tennessee at the same time that we left. There is a a mass, you know, realigning of people. They're they're moving all over the country now. Whether that means they're going to be starting churches or uh, plugging into church plants, it's a whole nother deal. Yeah. But like we started, uh, are starting a small group. Our church uh, is starting up small groups. And so we, you know, volunteered to, to host and, you know, kind of what our small group dynamics was, is we said, Hey, look, uh, if you've got kids and you're new to the area, this group's for you because we're new to the area. And so lo and behold, you know, tonight's actually our first small group meeting. And we got one couple that moved here from uh, Portland or not, maybe, no, no, I don't think it was. I don't know. Maybe it was Portland. I can't remember. It was Oregon, right? Mm. Uh, we got another couple that moved here, and honestly, I can't remember where from. Um, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of scattering that happened, but it's largely because of not just COVID, but what happened during COVID and seeing, you know, how everything changed. Leadership, how leadership handled things, things like that. People just were like, we're fed up with this. We're, we're done. Yeah. So I think a lot of scattering did happen. It, what my it point did. Is. Yeah. And what I mean is, is the church's ability to scatter was not the best, right? Like I, I get what you're saying. I just mean the scattering on mission, like, you know, so scattering because of mission. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so here's the thing, right? I actually was thinking today, what, what a lot of pastors did is they, they broadcast their services. They, they discovered that technology, like you and I were podcasters and, um, you know, but a lot of them, and, and we streamed because we had a streamer in our church, um, way back, like in 2011, we were in the park streaming, like outside streaming right. because we had a guy that owned a company that, that, you know, Kirkhoff, we've talked about him a million times. He Jimmy rigged our, uh, everything up to the back of the Coke machine, the church that we, the church that we left had the. I'm not kidding you. The most robust streaming system I've ever seen. Wow. Cause one of the guys in there was a, a tech guy Yeah, and he'd either just retired or was about to retire. And so he was single. He had a bunch of money and he donated like these cameras that you wouldn't believe <laughs> Like from the control nice. booth. I could like zoom in on anything. And, and I used to joke, I'm like, yeah, you know, the five people who are watching our stream right now, <laughs> boy, they're just knocking themselves out. <laughs> well, when when Chris, you know, when I handed the church off to Chris, our stream went up because obviously he's got through the word and that was growing at that time. So, uh, in fact, people would turn up to the church and be like, I want to meet Pastor Chris. I'm in town. Like people no would. Kidding. Yeah. During Chris's tenure, you know, people would like seek the church Chuck out. Swindoll, man. Everyone wants yeah. to go. Yeah. And then they Touch come the and there here's this church with like all these addicts and prostitutes and gang members. And you're like, oh, you know, it, 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 this is and it wasn't like super big or anything. Right. But uh, but anyways, all that to say, 
you know, people people became content creators. Ministers actually became uh, social media content creators. And so now that everyone's on Zoom and social media and broadcasting, I kind of feel like, all right, you know, but but again, you're still thinking gathering. How do you scatter with that? And what I mean is if you're going to be a content creator, which is what you were during during COVID, you, you took your sermon and you sat with a camera. The amount of people I knew that sat with a the camera, they're like, this is great, man. I was in my PJs and, you know, like uh, from the waist down, you know, and I, I, I was just... You know, I sat at my desk and I did this. And what, what they don't saying, understand is that's how I live my life. <laughs> that's how you're doing this. I'm in my pajamas right now doing this podcast. I don't even have any pants on. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> so uh, you have to be careful, Pete, now that you're so attractive. you uh, it's you so know, attractive. Please, yes. please don't stumble our audience. I'm trying not to, man. It's but tough. here's here's the thing, right? Uh, once you start to 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 look at you know what you were doing before, some of you decided, oh, I'm going to mix it up a bit. You started to get creative, but some of you didn't. And I guess what I'm saying is, you've become YouTube creators. You've kind of become a little bit different. You you learned a new skill set that I think could be harnessed. For example, uh, creatively for the gospel, maybe. Instead of just broadcasting your service, maybe if you're like down by us, uh, one of my uh, good buddies, um, guy that I went to his church for years, uh, Nate, I want to give you a shout out because we were talking this week. He's like, hey, were you talking about me? No, I was talking about pastors a lot. But today I'm talking about you, Nate, because Nate just has a rad shepherd heart for the community. And I can remember when I was going there, he was like, hey, you know, there's this guy who uh, down by us trained suicides. Like I've trained suicides Ooh. out like a kid got hit. Actually, two kids got hit on my track. Was um, it suicide with that one? No. Two at the they, same time? That's, they think yeah. one was suicide and the other one was just, it, it was actually them. kids playing chicken. And I actually spoke to the conductor because he, the train stopped and Aaron and I were walking the dog and we walked out and. He was walking around in circles on the tracks. Haven't been a firefighter. knew exactly what had just happened because right. he was in shock. And I just started talking to him and he just started saying, he, he just jumped right back in front of me. He just, you know, and he, he, he's like, I, it's just when it's kids, man, like he was, he was really upset and it was teenagers, you know, it's like they, they were playing chicken and this one guy thought he could do what he couldn't do. And at the last minute, well, you know, there is a lot of suicide at a particular point in Oceanside. And Nate used to always bring attention to this because it was such a hot spot for this that there was a guy who uh, he decided to put a sign there. At first, he he uh, he sat there and he would just go there and he'd wait for people to come. And he thought, Lord, I can't do a bunch, but maybe I could just sit here. And if I see someone who comes down here. And they look like they're just waiting for a, a, a train. And I, I, you know, you'll just, you'll know, this is the spot, you know. So I'm just going to start talking to him. Mm. So he would sit there and pray all day. And he kept talking people out of taking their lives. Wow. And eventually he went to the city because the statistics started dropping. He said, hey, this is what I've been doing. Um, I think it would be cool if we had signs here posted. Um so that when I can't sit here now, okay, 
imagine you're you're Mr. Pastor. You're in a community. You've identified your mission. Um, you've decided that um, this is an issue in my community. It's on the neighborhood app. It's which is such a trip. Um, it, it's on Facebook in my Facebook community group in my neighborhood. It's this. It's that. What if I started making a YouTube update weekly about that issue from my church and started using the stuff that we're doing in the community to raise awareness? Like, for example, you and I, um, we remember uh, when we were feeding the homeless, quote unquote, we used to always correct people when they say that we'd say, no, 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 we're eating together. We're not feeding the homeless. We're all eating. Um, we all got to eat. That's the great equalizer, right? Um, so we would eat together, which right away gives a sense of community. But we had people that were like, oh, I want to cook. Can I cook for that? Right. Still, the legendary Sunday was when uh, somebody dropped out last minute and Pete went to McDonald's and picked up like 60 egg McMuffins and brought them to church. That's because I were, love the egg McMuffin. Oh, they were so good. They were hot. I've never had an egg McMuffin that good. They were like piping hot. They were amazing. They like just the guys like cheese bucket, cheese bucket, cheese bucket in the in the back, you know, just throwing them on there. What's funny is they were almost done. Like, I think they had closed up making breakfast. Oh, gosh. At McDonald's. And I was like, look, I need 60 of them. Can you turn it back on? <laughs> They're like, 60? <laughs> yeah, we'll turn it back on. It's <laughs> for a good cause. Trust me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to do a contest. I'm going to see if I can eat them all. You guys will be famous. <laughs> you were a bit heavy back then. So they're probably thinking, right, right. 60 <laughs> of these, you know, this guy came in. You became a legend. Now you remember that guy that came and ordered 60 and said they were for someone else. Wink, wink. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what, what's so rad is that, you know, like imagine, cause for us, people started hearing about it. Um, and, and we've talked about this before the two of the people that, that came, Ended up get two of these ladies. They end up getting a food truck, and they were on whatever that America's food yeah. truck competition. They they were like little mini celebs after that. But they before they went and did that food truck thing, they came and showed up. And one of them was a Christian. One of them wasn't. They said, "Hey, we heard about what you guys are doing here. Can we help?" And we said, "Sure." They said, "Can we take a Sunday?" Sure. Right. So they started cooking. Next thing we know, boom, they're off traveling the United States, right? They were with us for about six, seven months. Then boom, they're gone. <clears throat> Can you imagine had we been making videos updating the community? Like, hey, this is downtown Long Beach, right? Because we we had the the vice mayor's ear, um, you know, we, we and just, hey, guys, here's a homeless problem. Hey, tonight we're talking with, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Oh, what was the name of the park that we're in? Why am I forgetting that? Bixby, Not, Bixby Park. Bixby Park Association. They, 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 they're made up of the residents. It, you know, uh, they're struggling a bit because there's residents in the, in the park. You know, uh, Refuge Long Beach has actually been working together with Bixby Park Association to get them mobilized out of here. We're working with such and such company over in Huntington Beach to get them jobs. We've got, uh, you know, we've got a, uh, a gathering that meets once a week where the, one of our guys who's a forklift operator of the company, he's got a home study in the park. Okay. We know that might seem like a step backwards, but he's helping give hope to these other guys to step up and yada, yada. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And we done that. We just didn't think about it. But now that we're YouTube creators, why not use that 
and post it in the social media groups. You don't have to be talking about your church. Oh, and by the way, come join me for Sunday, 10 a.m. I mean, sure, you could do that. Sure, you could you know, have a dedicated page on your website. You take people to on that issue. But I just think if people saw the church on mission more, it would start to make us relevant in our communities. You know, it's interesting about this topic. So one of my indulgences is I love I love to watch Dateline. I don't know. I just love to see the <laughs> the murder and then they get solved. You and, say you like know. you're a weirdo. I don't know. That's just something weird. Well, because it's like, you know, why do you like watching all these, you know, murder stories? And then they get caught at the end. Maybe it's because they get caught at the end, right? They're it's so good. I love those. On top. Yeah. And so I'm watching one that I don't know when it recorded. Um, but I'm watching it the other day, literally just a couple of days ago. And <clears throat> there is this gal in it. And this is why it's, I think it's so funny that you're talking about this. So she's known, I can't remember what her name was, but I mean, you know, she's got tats on her head. She's got a shaved head. Um, she's a, a little bit on the, the larger side and she has a 200,000 person following on Facebook because she does Facebook lives all the time about her community. So like she, she is oftentimes at the scene of crimes or right after the crime has happened before um, the news is because she gets tipped off. Like everybody in her community, like this is a large California community. I believe it was California. And she'll get like tipped off. Hey, you know, the police are over here. So she races over there Whoa. and like live streams and like does the play by play. But my point is by doing that, she ended up with a 200,000 person following. And my guess is she's figured out some way to monetize it. Like, I don't know. She's an influencer. She became well, 100%. An influencer. She's an influencer. 100%. I'm sure she's and, figured and out. And this a way is to what I'm it. saying is uh, to me, again, it's an apostolic thing. You see the practices of what people are doing and you say, okay, you, you wanted to keep your service going. Uh, so people get, let's be honest, a lot, a lot of people, it's not to preach the gospel. It's how's the church going to survive? You know, you were worried about and fair play uh, to be worried how the church is going to survive. I know you got paycheck, you get, you got employees. I get that, but there's more, but wait, there's more, right? There's more. Like, if you, like, this is where the church is at, to me. The church is often more concerned about itself and its own survival than it is about the community around it. And this is where I'm saying we could do better. We have to do better. And church planner, you know, what Pete just said, Facebook Live and in your community about, like, an issue. And I would say pick a fight. If you read Church Plantology, ching, Bob Goff, you know that pick a fight. On, on what's that? Bob Goff, pick a fight. Yeah, exactly. That was pick one of the fight. articles in Church Planner magazine. Yeah, we we literally in Church Plantology, I I said these are the four things Paul did on his first in Acts thirteen and fourteen. One of them is he picks a fight. Right, he picks a fight with. In in that case, it's um, it's the uh, circumcision group, right? He's he's picking a fight in the synagogue. And it causes all this like attention and all this, you know, because he's preaching Jesus. You pick a fight, right? Anywhere Paul went, he picked a fight with some. When he goes to Athens, he pick a, picks a fight with their idolatry, 
right? And it's not because he hates them. It's not, oh, you know, if you're a conservative, let's take on these liberals, you know, this trash. No, it's, it's, you pick a fight because you love them. You pick a fight like Jesus, who is fighting with the Pharisees and John, and John keeps telling you, Many of the first, uh, many of the people believed after hearing Jesus, including some of the Pharisees and religious teachers. John repeats that in the gospel. Why? Because when he shows Jesus fighting with the Pharisees, he's showing them that they're worth fighting with because they're worth fighting for. They were mistaken. They were on the wrong sides of things, but Jesus loved them. So he fought for them. And so here's the thing. When you go into your community, and you go, you know, I love my community and I feel God's heart. This is the thing. If you go in and you hear what I'm saying, you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. So 200,000 followers from my church, you're still not hearing me. Right. You're still not getting what I'm saying. What I'm saying is find your voice, your prophetic voice to the community that God wants to speak through you. Find what it is that's unique to your calling and mission, like, like what I was mentioning about refuge Long Beach or, or like Nate talking about, you know, the guy that goes down an Oceanside at the train tracks or, or that girl find what it is that you think God wants to use you to care about in the community and to actually not just broadcast your church service to, you know, like can you imagine with all these needs that your answer is, well, here, you walk them in, you show me YouTube. Just watch my video of my church service last Sunday. It'll make everything better. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing in our community. Here, just watch my church service. Just come to my church service. That doesn't do it, right? People need more. And the, the, I guess one of the things of this Church Planner podcast is um, what we're trying to help you learn to do, and even plantology is to try to get you to understand that Church planting as we know it, the church starting thing, it's irrelevant. It's not working. It's not going to help. Church planting, however, will transform your community. This is in the church planting bucket, the church planting, uh, yeah, category, I guess. I remember, um, I don't know if it was when we had Michael Cheshire on the podcast or in reading his book, but I remember him talking about this documentary called The Bridge. And so I bought it. Uh, I still have it on DVD. I've only watched it one time, uh, probably because, I mean, who has DVDs anymore? <laughs> but the other is it'll mess you up because yeah. what it's about is uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, which has an average of one suicide every 14 days. And so what they did is uh, there's a park near the bridge and they set up a camera and aimed it at the bridge, uh, I think, for a whole summer. And caught all the suicides that happened. And they didn't tell the park that's what they were doing. They told the park, oh, we're, you know, we're going to set up a camera for the, the park. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. their real intention was something totally different. But it was just really exposing the need. And um, I mean, in, in dealing with people who are suicidal, which I don't know how much people realize is going on right now, but we are coming into. They're calling it an economic slowdown, but it's going to be a hard stop. Like we are starting to see it in the business world, in real estate. We're seeing it in jobs. Um, you and I both have a, a good friend who's a salesman and uh, his company has seen massive like 
people canceling their contracts because the business isn't there for them. So they can't hire his company anymore. And whenever that happens and hard times pick up, like they're picking up right now, you're going to see suicide increase. You're going to see crime increase. You're going to see um, uh, domestic uh, abuse increase. You're going to see all the evil, alcohol abuse, prostitution. You're going to see all of it really go on the rise in your community. Like it's there now, but it is on the rise. So just know that that's coming and pick that fight, whichever one it is yep. that God calls you to. Yep. No, it's, it's really good. And, you know, it's something not to be entered into lightly because once you figure out what your calling is, then you got to figure out your voice. And, um, you know, when you figure out your, your voice, your prophetic voice, then there's the idea of figuring out your persona, you know, like what's your, are you a shepherd? Then be that, you know, are you, are you funny? Then be funny. You know, like, like that's another, I mean, we could, we could spend a whole, uh, you know, um, episode talking about being yourself. You know, that was one of the things about this podcast. You and I, we were not, I mean, we were the first regular podcast. There was like little where a guy had done six episodes, 12 episodes. Um, but there wasn't a regular podcast where church planners could come and you and I start up, but we made a decision early on. We're just going to be us. And we're going to, you and I would laugh a lot and, kind of had a dark sense of humor and we said wow we're bringing that in you know um we're going to be real we're going to be authentic we're going to be challenging we're going to say different stuff we're not here to build a big audience and we knew that all the money was in large launch stuff but yeah. we also knew that 90 percent of planners out there were not that and we said so <laughs> we're going to go after and the those. planners that we want to do attract like, right. cause the large launch, I, I'm not, they're not, we're not all knocking like this. it. We're not yeah. knocking it. It's not, it's not that they're all like this, but there are, there is a whole segment of people out there where you and I have talked about this. Oh, you mean no one's going to give me that, that senior pastor job that I've always wanted. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start my own church. Yeah. We not that has nothing bit. to do with yeah. reaching the lost. And I'll just go make my own church. Yeah. Because I remember no. Derwin Gray, he had like 700 people his first weekend. And it's like, yeah, but he's Derwin Gray. I mean, yeah, he's an know. NFL uh, stud, you know. It's got nothing. To, I mean, we're not all Derwin Gray. You know? We just, we don't. Right. So, it was like when saying, Johnny Cash planted a church and, and, you know, people were like, I want to get baptized. <laughs> right. <laughs> By Johnny Cash. <laughs> well, hey. Guys, um, really, you know, thanks for listening today. Just hopefully we're, we're stirring your creative juices and that you're maybe just even your missional, um, savvy is, is coming back around a bit. Uh, don't worry if you, if you didn't think about it on your own. Um, you know, it's, Hey, that's what this podcast is for. If you appreciate this podcast, I do want to encourage you. Pete's about to, to play an ad for some of the stuff he's doing. I do just want to say that the reason I'm able to do this is because of newbreedtraining.com. And if you, we're, for me, everything I do comes back to that. It's completely donor supported. So if you want to support anything that this podcast or any of the stuff I've ever done, uh, for you, Head on over to newbreedtraining.com slash give, and you can either become a regular supporter of the ministry. We're actually looking 
to meet our budget $25 at a time. We know that times are tough and $25 a month for the average person isn't that difficult. But if you want to support us, man, we will give you access to any of that training that we talked about um, earlier um, for being a faithful and regular donor to uh, New Breed. So it's actually a lot cheaper, but it helps us in the long run. And, uh, you know, I just like to point out that for the last several years, I've been uh, working with bivocational pastors, church planners, showing them how to do the stuff that I do and how to create an income from it. And the main reason, and you and I talked about this years ago when I first started it, is because I know that in doing the stuff that I do, you can make a good amount of money without Mm -hmm. sacrificing your life. Like a regular day job, you got to work 40 hours there. Then you're trying to do this church plant and what suffers every church planner cuts out their family. Cause it's like, well, you know, I got to start this church. I'm doing all this church work and that's what God's called me to. And I still got to, you know, feed the family. So I got to work. And so who sacrifices is the family. And so, uh, you know, we put together this training you can check it out at missionbybusiness.com. Uh, I'm showing people how we're using AI right now to help businesses, help them get more business, help them make more money. And it's one of those things that uh, it can help you create what I'm always after, which is the reoccurring revenue stream, the money that's coming in month after month so you don't have to work so hard every month. And uh, so check it out, missionbybusiness.com. All right, guys. Well, that is our Church Planner podcast for today. And uh, we didn't even talk about Star Wars, bait. So uh, I don't, I, did I watch the new episode? I think I did. Ooh, I haven't yet. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I did. Do you give birth to himself? Don't spoil it for me. She gives birth to herself. <laughs> I miss it. Is that where the dyad and the force came from? All that nonsense. I don't even know what that means. Sure, I know. I did the last movie. They, they oh. hold this thing out of their rear end at the last minute. In the first, I'm like, what in the heck is that? Like MacGuffin? Hello? And it wasn't even a MacGuffin that made sense. Like, oh, a dyad in the first. Of course it is. None of us ever heard of that before. And they're like, they explained the connection between Ray and Kylo. So, all right. For those of you that were like, yeah, we're not going to let you get away with a podcast without talking about Star Wars. There you go. You have it. All right, Pete. Our, our work here is done. Sign us out. If you want to reach the ones that nobody's reaching, you got to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. Get to the church, blind. Get to the church, blind. Go now. Well, that's a wrap, everybody.